It's Thursday, April 30th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill. Joining me in studio today from Molly Fool Funds, Bill Barker and Dave Meyer. Thanks for being here, gents. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you, Chris. Uh, earnings Palooza continues to roll on, and kind of like yesterday, where the theme was red, <laughs> that appears to be the theme today. Although, the, not the damage today doesn't appear to be quite as bad. We'll get what did you go yeah, over uh, yesterday? How bad was it? Uh, well, uh, lumber liquidators was part of the conversation. So that, <laughs> yeah. that should, did you make fun of them? No, did we didn't jokes? make no, we didn't make fun of them. But we we did say that boy, it's looking pretty bad when you put up really bad quarterly numbers, and your CFO says he's leaving the I'm company, out. and the U.S. Justice Department says. When we come, we're coming with, <laughs> with criminal. <cops. laughs> we're coming with criminal charges, not civil charges, criminal charges. So my red T-shirt is. Uh, it is, is apropos, a- spot and, on. And yet, Yelp uh, down just about as much as as. <laughs> yes. uh, and and they're not in any way being accused of breaking the law. No, and no one will be coming the, for them with for, with cuffs. We we will get and to the Yelp. The CFO is still there. Yes. So their earnings report must have been really bad. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to Yelp. We will get to Boston Beer, but let's start with Baidu, the Chinese search engine giant. Uh, first quarter profit came in higher than expected. The revenue was light. The guidance for the second quarter was also a little light. It seems like, and and not that the stock is tanking, but it seems like. Baidu, if it wasn't already, is is now also in that category of companies that has succeeded so much for so long that expectations just kind of continue to go up for them. What did you make of the quarter? Uh, it was a very good quarter. When you step aside uh, from a daily stock price movement, uh, it, it looks to be a very good quarter. And then we move back into the stock price movement, and it's down 7% for the day. Um, on the basis that once you're at, at this size of a stock uh, and, and have done as well as it has done over the last year, you've got a lot of optimism embedded in the stock price, and it delivered uh, almost enough to, to keep a very lofty stock price uh, where it was, but it's down 7%, which is a lot for a company as big as this, uh, but it's it's improving its Mobile, it's sort of the same story as, as you know, Google and Facebook. You know, mobile has become a bigger part, but the, the speed of the growth of mobile is, is maybe not going to uh, be enough to sustain you know, indefinite stock price movements. Well, there's definitely a lot of parallels there between um, mobile at, on Google and mobile at Baidu. Both are investing heavily right now, and they're, maybe they're like a quarter of a step behind the times. Um, in terms of what mobile means for them, um, so it's their Baidu is making the absolute right choices to invest more money in mobile. Um, that's where we're seeing a lot of um, a, a lot of tech companies making progress, and we'll talk about that with Yelp uh, in a little bit. But that's where it is. That's where people are going. Is the valuation of Baidu's stock? Such that even with the pullback today, Bill, you look at it and think, "Boy, this is this is not a cheap stock at all." Just on a purely on a valuation basis, and you know, even factoring in just how dominant they are in the world's biggest market. Well, uh, yeah, I would say it's not a, not a cheap stock. It's going at about uh, twenty-one times forward earnings, and remember that forward earnings are um, embedding uh, some rapid growth into it. Uh, 
So you know, on a, on a trailing earnings basis, it's uh, closer to thirty. Uh, but you know, that, that's not a necessarily an unfair valuation. It, it's it's not a value stock, uh, but you know, not most. Fast-growing internet-based companies don't uh, fall into value investors' portfolios, and yet they have done uh, a lot for a lot of uh, growth investors. And, and Baidu will stay in a lot of growth. People aren't going to get off uh, the the growth bus uh, for for this company. Not off a quarter where they were growing about thirty-four percent, and their guidance is uh, about that for for the quarter coming up. Do you suppose there's a you know, Baidu for for a long time is just referred to as the Google of China. Do you think there's a Bing of China, a Lycos, an AltaVista sure. of China? <laughs> I'm sure they're out there. We just I don't know who they are. <laughs> they, they don't usually uh, advertise themselves as such. Yeah, yeah. No. I'm, isn't Bing probably the Bing of China? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last year, Yelp recorded its first annual profit as a public company. But that was last year. This year, uh, first quarter results, uh, they came in with a loss. Their guidance was weak. Uh, tell me, so, Dave, tell me that this was not a terrible quarter. No, this wasn't a terrible quarter. Really? Because so, so, it kind of no, looks like no, no. one. Because the market's disagreeing 20, with you. Yeah, down, down 20, about 20% the last time I looked certainly uh, doesn't support my statement. <laughs> but um, they, they, so they missed guidance. Sorry, they missed analyst expectations by about a million dollars out of a hundred and eighteen million dollars of revenue. Does that warrant a, you know, a kick in the teeth? I don't know. You're still growing at fifty-five percent. That's just saying, you know, we wanted fifty-seven. That's what we wanted to see. Um, so why do you think the stock is off twenty-one percent today? Well, I, I think that. When you get these types of companies that have these big, ex, you know, these expectations built in, even the slightest bit is just going to send people reeling. Um, slightest bit of you know performance degradation, and you know they did they did come in with a little bit of weaker guidance, um, but you know but they reaffirmed for the full year, but that's basically the market saying, look, we don't believe you, and in fact, analysts don't believe them. Um, analysts. Uh, had their expectations at about five hundred and seventy-nine million dollars uh, of revenue for the year, and that's the top end of of Yelp's guidance. Now it's down to five seventy-two. So analysts are even saying, "No, you 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 may say that you're going to come in, but we don't believe you." And that sort of negative sentiment just will steamroll through the market. You know? Do you think that? Do you think that Yelp is? Uh, I don't want to say a takeout candidate right now. But it does sort of seem like another couple quarters like this, and all of a sudden it becomes a takeout candidate because, I mean, I've never paid Yelp any money because I don't have a business to advertise <laughs> on Yelp. But I've certainly used Yelp. Sure. I think I think the user experience is a good one. It's certainly, you know, particularly if you're, oh, I'm looking for a restaurant. I'm looking for um, any kind of service company. So I get it from a, a, the standpoint of the average person using it. Yes. But I also think that there are certainly plenty of businesses out there that maybe are just saying, you know what, I'm I'm not going to pay so much advertising. Well, I think the answer to that question is yes. I would I would actually say it's probably on a few people's radars right now. Um, at about a three billion dollar market cap, there's some people who could easily digest that. And the other thing is, 
Yelp continues to um, a- add value to its platform. We have the Eat24, which is the online food ordering. That part, that acquisition continues to gain traction. They have 20,000 restaurants on their platform now. That's continuing to grow. You have SeatMe and Yelp Reservations, which serve 12,000 more restaurants. So you can, you can, not only can you go and find out, hey, you know, here's a local restaurant that I would like to try, and other people have reviewed it and said, yes, you should try it. Now you can, if you want, you can order takeout from one of those restaurants. You can get a reservation from one of those restaurants. And that's, you know, that is something that people are willing to pay for. According to management, the big uh, reason for the shortfall in revenue was that people were doing less brand advertising as opposed to, we'll call it direct response advertising. Um, you know, that, that is a partially a conscious decision for, for Yelp because they're wanting to get in the performance-based ads, costs per click. You know, you click and then you pay me, not, hey, here's a bunch of money, go do your best. Um, so, you know, I think the shortfall is probably temporary. It takes a little time to get that up and uh, up and running. But there's a lot of good stuff happening at Yelp, both from a consumer side and an advertiser side. Well, one of the places that that wasn't happening was international, where there was uh, <laughs> this is hard hard to believe zero percent growth. I mean, it was flat, right? And 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 even with all the work that they've been done, still only three percent of revenue. Yes, yeah. that so is de- that is definitely a. Thumbs down. <laughs> That's right. a one star rating, right so there. So when you're modeling, you know what their growth uh, is going to be. Maybe at this point, if you're an analyst, you're saying, I, "I don't think they're ever. I don't think they've got it internationally. They've they've got a brand here in the U.S. Uh, and they've got capabilities and they're you know first mover and 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 all that. But they're not extending this internationally. So that limits if that's an individual's. Uh, way of framing, uh, you know, their their growth model that that's yep. going to take a lot of that sort of terminal growth out of the valuation. And what company. they what Yelp to their credit, they've been saying is, look, it's going to take a while for international to to get traction. You know, we have they have pointed to ex- the exper- early experience of the company and saying, you know, it it takes time, it, you know, on the order of years, and you know. And some investors don't want to wait years. <laughs> no, I mean this is a stock that's you know within the last three years it's been as low as fifteen and as high as ninety seven, and today right. it's forty. So you know if you're if you're looking at going back three years and saying how's it done if you've owned it for three years, it's more or less tripled. You're looking out over how it's done in the last year; it's been cut in half. So you know let's not credit <laughs> timing is everything. Let's not credit the market with being particularly. Wise on on being able to prognosticate where this company is going to be, um, but they they've got their challenges. They they had good growth for the quarter, but uh, it's not international, and it was the, the decelerating growth that some people uh, yeah. start start worrying about. But kind of like with Twitter the other day, it it, it is fair to. Make jokes about them. <laughs> is that what you were going to say? No, I was going to say it is fair to look at both Twitter and Yelp, and as an investor, say the results you're putting up in the most recent quarter come against the backdrop of a world that is increasingly spending more time, and from a business standpoint, more money advertising on services like yours. So it's not like wow, there's been a huge pullback in 
in web advertising and mobile advertising. No, that's actually been going up steadily over the last couple of years. And so, if you're looking at Yelp and you're thinking, well, this might be a buying opportunity today, and it might be down 20% in a single day, you also have to expect that, look, more companies are spending money online advertising their services. And if you can't get an increasing share of that pie, then you're doing something wrong. Well, I would say with 55% growth, they're getting an increasing share, just not at the at the rate that people want it. You know, again, when I was listening to the call last night, just about every other question was, "Well, why didn't you do more? How come you can't do more? Why can't you go faster? Why can't you?" You know, so so it's very clear that you know the, the people are just looking for for more. Fifty five is not enough. Let's move on to Boston Beer. Uh, first quarter profits nearly doubled. Uh, what was expected from Wall Street analysts? Their revenue came in higher than expected. Why is the stock down a little bit? It's not. It's not down much. But this. This really did seem. This was one of those things, kind of like you, you were saying, Dave, about Yelp. This is one where I look at the the analysts and say, well, what, what were you expecting? How high were your expectations? This really more seems, beer. This really seems like you know a, a, a good quarter by Boston Beer. It's, it seems like a great quarter by Boston Beer, uh, and I agree that it, it's a little surprising um, when you look at the the headline numbers that, that the stock is down almost four percent today. Of course, it's been a you know again a phenomenal uh, uh, phenomenal stock for those that have owned it for a while, you know, longer than the last couple of months. Uh, it got a bit ahead of itself. I would say that unlike you know it it did show. And still is is showing very impressive growth. And the thing that takes it for me a little bit out of the category of, of Baidu and and Yelp is, um, you, you know, the your your artisanal beers, and it's maybe a little too big for that. But um, it it's the number one player in, in that section. But there are so many competitors, and and to have succeeded to the degree that it has uh, is. Very impressive, but there's there's more of a cap on on how something like that, how much that can grow, because as soon as it becomes the brand, you know the the go to brand for uh, you know um, the once upon a time uh, sort of micro brews, it's it's certainly not that, and and new players come along and people people's tastes uh, seek out the, the new thing rather than just uh, it, it the economies of, of scale are there but it can only grow so much I think so um, Boston beer and Baidu have the same trailing PE about 37 and yet we couldn't really name a competitor to Baidu <laughs> I think we could name a bunch of competitors to um, for, for Boston beer so I think Bill's point is is spot on there I mean to me, that's a lot. That's a that's a pretty rich valuation for a company that's high quality and going to produce steady growth. High quality, and from an operational standpoint, it's it's hard to find fault with anything they're doing. I mean, this no, this last no, quarter they no, sold more. Absolutely not. They sold more beer at higher prices. <laughs> they improved their profit margins. That's but, awesome. <laughs> which is great. But to your point, I feel like they are, uh, and I may have said this before uh, on Market Foolery. I feel like Boston Beer is now. Uh, in danger of being stuck in between the local craft brews and the behemoths, because one, to your point, yeah. once upon a time they they positioned themselves against Budweiser and and Coors and that sort of thing, like we're a craft beer. Well, now 
there are plenty of cities that have their own local craft beer. You want to support your craft beer, you can just so you know. Well, you yeah. can even go to your local restaurant. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, that's how craft it can truly get. Yeah, I mean, this is the classic capitalism story: is that success invites competition, and they're in an industry where they cannot prevent you know competitors from uh, achieving what they what they want in terms of. Uh, offering a, a competitive product, unlike some things like Yelp, which becomes the one place to go. You don't want to check out 20 different Yelps but just to get your, your restaurant reviews. And, and so, Boston Beer, the last five years, its stock price has gone up 104%, 14%, 23%, 79%, 19%. Okay, that's phenomenal. All credit to this company. But everybody in the world can see that and can say, I'd like a piece of that. And I think, you know, now you are seeing what is going to be a more and more saturated market, more competition, Boston beer, you know, they can raise their prices. Uh, they have some pricing power and they've, they've achieved in the last quarter, uh, but they don't have that much pricing power. A couple of housekeeping notes before we wrap up. Uh, first, thank you to uh, Monty Singleton um, uh, for the package that he sent. Thank you to Nick. A uh, long-time listener in Montenegro, who uh, who I was in town and and I ran into him over the weekend. Is he um, okay? All all is well. All is well. Um, uh, we were talking yesterday uh, with uh, Mike Olson and Brendan Matthews. They're heading out to Omaha right now for the Berkshire Hathaway annual meeting. Um, got an email from Bill Krauts, who writes: "There's a reason Warren Buffett has events." At restaurants like Gorat's and Piccolo's, it is not for the quality of the food. Both places are the last remaining institutional Italian steakhouses in Omaha. Omaha. For anyone who grew up in Omaha, those restaurants hold great memories. It is a reconnection to a time and place. There is a method to Buffett's madness. And if you're a foodie, you'll find that Omaha has great local places to eat. Piccolo's, at least according to Mike Olson, not, not so great with the Italian food. So, but it, it, it's good to know they have a lot of a good restaurants. Uh, I want to mention again our free ebook, Advice from the Oracle 50 Warren Buffett Quotes That'll Make You a Better Investor. You can get it. Just drop an email to warren at fool.com and we'll send it to you for free. Uh, have you been? You've been to the annual meeting before, haven't you? Actually, I have not. You have not. And no, I know you no, haven't. No, been. I have not. Any desire to? No, obviously not this year because it's a little too late. Or, or is that one of those things that you've 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 talked to our colleagues who have gone, and you've thought, boy, that sounds interesting if you're really, really, really into it. But if you're, but I'm I'm not quite there. I don't know. From an experience standpoint, I don't know if that's on your investing bucket list. No, it's actually not. Um, I'm a little cynical. If you don't know what Warren Buffett <laughs> Buffett wants to teach you. You know that's not going to help, <laughs> but I would like to go just to see what the eight's like because I I can imagine this you know all these people just flocking to uh, flocking to Omaha is probably a pretty cool site. I I also have to believe that if you go to that annual meeting, it probably ruins any other annual meeting you go to. I can't imagine any other company really has the type of experience that Berkshire Hathaway does. No, yeah. uh, most uh, none really none. try. Uh, just <laughs> like to be. No one and, wants that. In and out of there in an hour, and you know, you, you check the the boxes that you have to check in terms of the votes that you've uh, asked people to vote on, and you give the report on the tally, and then you you wrap it up. And you know what? I'm not even going to pick on any one public company in particular. I, I'll just use our company because next week we're having our annual meeting. Uh, which uh, I don't know what that'll do to the taping schedule next week, but we'll work that out next week. We do have, however, I can promise this, next week, 
uh, will have a decidedly international flavor to it on Market Foolery because we will have uh, fools from Australia here. Matt Copenheffer will be back from Germany. We'll get him on. Nice. Canada? Uh, don't think Canada. I don't. I don't. I don't know that anyone. You're is not coming. thinking about Canada. That's what you're saying. I don't think anyone from Canada is coming to the meeting. I don't think Jim Gillies is coming to this meeting. That's all right. You know what? Gillies comes here enough. As as <laughs> you know, our, whatever deal he works out with the U.S. border security is is beyond me. England. Uh, uh, I think we got some people coming in from England. Yeah. Singapore. You know what? You'll have to tune in next week to find out. There you go. Uh, you can also go to foolfunds.com and sign up for Declarations, which is the free monthly newsletter from these guys. Bill Barker, Dave Meyer, thanks for being here, Chance. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against, so don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Fuller. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on Monday. 